Cultivate and Keep. Yo, yo. It's your boys, J and C, C and J. C and J from C and K. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how have we not thought of that Dude, by now? I don't know, but. That was nice. That's cool. Well yeah. done. Thank you. What can I say? C and J from C and K. Mm-hmm. And J and K are right next to each other. Yeah. That's pretty baller. Oh, you're good with your letters. Thanks, dude. I've <laughs> only said them like 100,000 times. Yeah, dude. Cool, man. Well, um, I have a question for you. Yes. It, it's it's not anything like last week. So we're, we got, you know. What's your recap from last week? <laughs> Go listen to it. Okay. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. You'll know. You'll know when you hear it. When you hear it, you'll be like, what the? And you'll be glad that I'm asking a question very different <laughs> from it this week. But my question to you this week is beaches or mountains? Whoa. And it's open to interpretation. This could be, you know, your casual be, day trip. This could be vacation. C? This could be, um, this could be like forever. You know what I mean? Like if you had to choose one or the other. Is there an option C? Because I have an option C. I don't know. Did I give you an option C? I'm gonna create one. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go with neither. Okay. And then uh, like city. Neither. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. What? I've always. I don't know why. Yeah. City. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like like people and things to do more than like hmm. i th- i think i don't know i mean i feel like okay so the beach i don't like i get bored okay. um yeah i think me and connie have a whole like four and a half five years of being together um we have gone to the beach i think twice really <laughs> and both times we're there for like max 20 minutes <laughs> and the last time was super funny it was super spontaneous like we're like oh let's have a beach day we got all excited we got like our towels and like our books and yep. we like ordered food in the beach and like whatever it was great uh, for about 25-ish minutes. And the reason is because me, I, I get toasted in the sun, dude. I don't do oh, good. Oh, that's true. I and so see. I just get hot and then I get yeah. antsy. Like, I don't like to lay there. Um, Connie likes to lay out and tan because she, she tans, but I don't. And so I just get bored. And um, yep. so that's that. Mountains, um, I'd probably pick the mountains. I do like I do like the peace and quiet. And I do like, you know, the fresh mountain air. And I'm from um, CG, Oregon, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and... Uh, we like lived outside of a city and like, you know, like the hills basically. So yeah. I grew up in that. So I do like that more. Yeah. But option C for me would be the city. Um yeah, I just I don't I like But you walking never around. lived in the city. Not really, you but gotta when live we in the city, man. not true, but when we lived near um Mesa, uh downtown La Mesa, I loved it. That's true. It's very similar. It was like a, obviously really small, but I like loved yeah. being close to that stuff. So Yeah. Dude, you would love living in Hillcrest. I know. Where Dude, I heard they're gonna um this might be rabbit trail, but I heard they're uh, painting crosswalks in rainbow colors. Really? Did you hear about that? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Really? Uh, yeah. Why not? All I mean, right. You I'm know surprised what? Surprised that answer. <laughs> Here, here's my stance okay. on the whole rainbow thing: is that uh, I feel like you just got to embrace it because God created rainbows, and the rainbow originally was the sign of God's promise to us. Uh, to never flood the earth again. And so you just got to embrace it. And But that's not their purpose behind it. Exactly. Know? But it doesn't matter. It can be your purpose for liking the rainbow, for having it places. Hmm. I'm really surprised at your answer. Plus, I feel like there are bigger battles to fight than rainbows. I hmm. just don't care that much about rainbows. And I foresee does? David Matranga texting you. Really? About that. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. It's not that I'm apathetic about it, but this, I feel like, is a much more constructive way, instead of saying no, to say great, and to me, it means Y instead of X. Instead of, mm-hmm. 
your sexuality to mean it means God's salvation and promise to us. And so, sure, plaster the rainbows all over the place because that's what I'm going to see in the rainbows. Mm. I I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I am too apathetic about it or I have a wrong viewpoint, but I just feel like it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Mm. Well, yeah. I disagree strongly. But that's <laughs> Please okay. tell me. I don't want to get into a debate about it. We can, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think I agree. I understand where you're coming yeah. from as in like, okay, that's how they are going to choose to use it. Here's what it means to me um, and like my biblical or my Christian family. But the problem is I think like the like the world, people that the majority of people are are not seen as, oh, this is God's promise on like the ground. Mm, this is right. like supporting it's like same sex attraction and marriage. Yeah. And it's like people are seeing that as like, oh, this is like taking over. This is becoming normal. This is like a regular thing of life, you know? Yeah. Which just, we don't want. I just don't like that. Uh, I guess that we as Christians are giving it up so easily as like now, you know, quote unquote, they, which I don't really like. But, you know, this group of people who are advocates for uh, a same sex attraction lifestyle can ju- we're like it's almost like we're just saying you know okay it's yours and now i'm not gonna like it because of you you know what i mean mm-hmm. like to me it was first a rainbow um in a biblical sense in you know this reminds me of god's salvation and his promise to us and now they're trying to take it from me but like i'm not gonna i don't know it's almost like if i recognize it in them then i i give up in a way or sorry, i surrender it to them in a way i don't know hmm I mean, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think it makes sense, but I don't know. I was th- like, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, uh, okay, like, okay, let's take like, that's just a rainbow, right? That's just like right. colors on the ground. Yeah. Okay, but like, um, like marriage, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's like a similar argument to where you could say, well, well, to me, like, I I believe that it's for a man and woman, so that's how I'm gonna look at marriage. That's true. But what when is it like legalized and now it's okay and accepted and normal for like the same sex to be married, like can't really have like the same outlook on it you know and i feel yeah, like this rainbow thing is like a step like it's it's a stepping towards like more and more towards like that side of the equation like this is just normal and okay yeah and yeah that's a good point uh, i would i would concede to you there i think maybe it's it's probably more of a a larger discussion about like um <clears throat> i don't know actually i'd be curious like what david and and i really cares about Phil too, since he is in public office, mm-hmm. uh, about sort of their approach to, I guess. Are you saying, is your stance like they're like larger fish to fry? Like don't make a fuss over this kind of deal. It sounds like that's kind of your, I think a little take bit on it. Like, but also I'm not sure like, how do you actually fight something like that? Like, cause it's just telling someone no is treating the symptom. Like why did they want to do that in the first place? Who are these people? Like why why are they in uproar and an uprising and more? Uh, why are they uh, making a bigger fuss about it now? It seems like instead of like treating the symptoms and like kind of like clogging the holes in the boat, we should be like, you know, addressing the root of the problem, which is that there is uh, a rising sort of epidemic of people with same sex attraction. Yeah, I I, I totally together. agree with what you're saying, and yeah. and that like the rainbows actually don't matter. It's more about like what's really going on. Right. But at the same time, like we can't like condone it because it's like, you know, you take an inch to gain a mile. Like, so here's a victory. And again, I don't want to say they, but like this group of people, like this um, 
like this is a, called a victory. So then, what's next? Like, what's the next thing? Like, yeah, um, people are gonna want to like, you know shoot for and want to take ground with. You know. Yeah, I understand that. Um, maybe this comes back to our our grace and truth episode, but I feel but we were both truthers, weren't we? Um, I think in well in different areas. I think that I was much more graceful in some areas, much more truthful in other areas. I think generally I'm more of like a truth. You're like, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you straight. Um, but I feel like, and especially in something like this, maybe it's not the best idea. Like, okay. So, so probably like the, if you're just like a hundred percent truther and you just like were super blunt and you were just like doing truth before grace, then you would just, you know, when someone started spraying, uh, or, uh, spraying, spray paint painting the ground right with with, with rainbow spray color. Paint, buddy. <laughs> if they were painting rainbows on the ground uh then you would just you know come like paint over it right mm-hmm. or you would tell them no or you would protest or you'd stand in the way which i'm that's probably gonna happen i would imagine <clears throat> it, it might yeah I, I don't know I'm, I'm not super aware of the situation um but i don't know how constructive that is i i feel like um this maybe is my approach and i don't know if this is the right approach that you need to have grace before that and like, I'm fine with letting them, you know, paint the ground as long as I get to build a relationship with them or have a conversation with them. Or, you know, maybe there's, in other words, maybe there's a better way of going about this than just saying no and putting your foot down. That also makes sense. Yeah, but I, I don't know where, where to go from there. I don't know really what to do. Okay. Well, good news is <clears throat> right now we don't have to. <laughs> but we can and will. <laughs> I'm sure we will. We'll do one about rainbows. Okay, let's circle back on this. Okay. I'd like to. Um, I'd like to get their th- their thoughts on things like this, social issues, because uh, I. Th- I mean, I think that parlays into a lot of other things, like um, you know, abortion. Yeah, I was gonna say. I. I, I think uh, that's why I'm guns surprised rights. you. You. You seem like lackadaisical because we, we've done one. I think we did one on abortion and uh-huh. gun rights, and you were like really strong with your opinions, and I was probably that's the one true. that was more like, ah, eh, like I don't. You know, I, yeah. was, I was probably a little more like laid back, but I that feel stronger true. about this than you do, which is interesting. I, I mean, honestly, I wonder a little bit if the fact that I live in Hillcrest, which is yeah, sort of... Yeah, that's a good point because you're surrounded by it. So know. maybe I'm a little bit desensitized. <clears throat> um, that definitely probably has to be it. And But it's funny that I wouldn't even really know that that was going on about my own neighborhood, city, whatever it is, yeah. town. Um, I wonder if that has something to do with it because I see it all over the place. And maybe I wouldn't even notice if something yeah. changed or like was new because mm-hmm. it just seemed normal to me in the first place. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. What? Well, okay. Well, this is a little bit of a side note. A little, and we'll get back on track here in a second, folks. Promise. But uh, <laughs> you said, folks. <laughs> I found it interesting um, living in Hillcrest because it's not all that different than anywhere else that I've lived, and um, I feel a little bit like some people blow things out of proportion a little bit i won't like name names or be specific about anything but uh at the end of the day there are people just like us and it's a functioning city just like anywhere else and really when you look around like there's not that much different than anywhere else hmm. i don't live there i don't know yeah. i think you're right and th- but I, maybe you're wrong in that it's not different in other places except it's, it's probably more like saturated, right? Like, right? I mean, there are definitely like a lot more homosexual people. Yeah. And like, and I know, see certain them things often. that you'd witness and see, like, you, you probably will see that anywhere else, but 
like when okay for example when I go there like we had lunch you know a month ago in Hullcrest yeah and I was in the area for like an hour and I parked my car and walked like ten seconds to the restaurant whatever mm. and I witnessed many different things I was like whoa <laughs> you know and so really? yeah and I and remember that's like in a little like little plaza that's right and um, yeah and, and I noticed a lot but again I don't live there so I think it has to go back to hmm. you're around it you know yeah like every day all day that is really interesting see like our um, one of our uh, apartment neighbors mm. um, is mm, what are the words I use to describe him? <laughs> he is um, a oh, gosh, I don't know I don't know what's like derogatory or not. So I apologize. Well, homosexual is an okay thing to say. Yeah, um, he professionally dances oh, okay, in okay. dressed as a woman, basically. Oh, and well, actually, I've never talked to him or met him. Uh, we see him very often, and we always say hi. Uh, but it, I guess, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am a little bit desensitized. I'll admit that for sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> yes, to be continued later. Um, interesting. So uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about preaching what you practice. Ooh, what is how is that for transition? That was smooth. Yeah, that was not smooth <laughs> that at all. That was a little rough, dude. Uh, well, I was trying to think of a segue. I was like, mm, ah, it's just not coming to me. <laughs> so you know, we're just gonna bulldoze right through. Um, anyways, the the reason why I brought this up is because actually I was talking with Brian Peterson. Uh, shout out to Brian. Shout out to Brian, my brother in law. That's right. And uh, he he kind of brought this up lightly, and then I I just kind of stuck with him. I just kept thinking about it more and more. So I want to talk about it here with you, but. You know, we've always heard about the whole practice what you preach, uh, which implies, you know, that you should kind of walk the talk or essentially, you know, do what you say you're going to do. Or at least if you're going to give advice to someone, like at least be doing the same thing yourself. Right. Um, which I think is, is a really good uh, principle. But I wonder if there is a better order to things. And maybe if we even have it a little bit backwards in the first place, uh, that maybe we should um, only... Uh, preach what we practice. So not practice what you preach, but practice, or sorry, preach what you practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to note that, like, let that get confusing during the episode, but um, maybe we should only say what we've proven that we've done. And maybe instead of starting with an ideal and then trying to live up to it, we should start with reality and then only promise uh, what promises we've kept in, in the past, mm-hmm. right? Um, only advise what we've personally done only correct what we have correct in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the the only thought here is, you know, I think a lot of times, especially when I've received the advice of practice what you preach, um, it it's basically saying, hey, you're talking about something that you don't necessarily uh, have down yourself, which I think in a lot of cases is okay, right? Because we can know what's right without actually even doing what's right. And it's okay to communicate that, that, uh, that to other people. But at the same time, uh, I wonder if it's way more effective or even more effective to instead do the backwards approach mm-hmm. of, I'm not going to say anything unless I practice that yeah. here in my life right now. Um, the reality is we all struggle with things. And so like, we're not going to, be able to live up to that all the time of like, I only preach what I practice Mm -hmm. and I only, uh, you know, give advice on what I've experienced personally, because then you just like would be quiet all the time, basically. Um, 
But the thought here, again, is just to be, I don't know, maybe a little bit more intentional about the things that we say to people and the place that it's coming from. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, when I read this and I was like thinking about it, I was thinking if, um, like, like if I need something, if I, um, need advice or like if I have, if, if I need to go to a mechanic, if I'm having health problems like whatever, like, so if I have health problems, I'm probably gonna go see a doctor, right? If my car's breaking down, like I'm going to go to a mechanic. Like in both cases, I'm going to go to someone that really knows like what they're dealing with and like what they're talking about. And I was, I was thinking like, um, I'm not going to just go to someone that like says, yeah, I work on cars and yeah, whatever. But I'm going to go to someone that's actually like doing it. It's like their daily practice. Um, and when I thought of it that way, it like it clicked more and it made like it made me agree more with, like, with this like twist on it because you don't like why would you go seek advice to someone? Why would you talk to a friend about something um, that doesn't really know what they're talking about or if it's just like an an ideal thing for them? You know, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think just makes perfect sense of you know you um, should really preach only kind of what you're doing. You really talk about like the things that you're involved with. Um, but I was thinking like, what if you're someone that has opinions? Like you <laughs> just naturally have a lot to say. Um, hence me, like I, I often have opinions about stuff, but, right. um, this, are you, are you, you're not saying like, don't, are you saying, well, maybe you're saying like, don't talk unless you know, I don't know. Like, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. A little bit comes, a little bit comes from like the, mm. the political sphere of things. Um, what I find and the thing that kind of, I don't know, bugs me a little bit is that there are a lot of people who basically just regurgitate what they've already heard from someone else. You know what we call or that, Corey? What? Posers. Posers, that's right. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, where you're from, right? C.G. Ogan, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that when we uh, when we give advice to someone, or when we give our opinion, right? It doesn't even have to be advice. When we just say something, right? Um, we want to be informed about that thing. And what I found is that most of the time, when, especially when we're talking about something political. Well, you said when we give advice, yeah. we want to be informed about... Th- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought you meant like when you're giving advice, you want to be informed. And I was like, what? Like, that makes oh, sense. Oh, of course you would. Uh, you want to be knowledgeable about what you're talking about. Exactly. So, for example, let's say that um, we were talking about political candidates. And, uh, and you, for example, had uh, a stance, let's just say, against uh, gun control. And uh, where, when you have never done any research about what gun control is or what it means, who has a stance on what, and so you just simply say, no, I don't like gun control, and so I'm going to go with a candidate who also takes that stance. What? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. What, what's your reaction? How does that make you well, feel? Or like, I have a great story about one of my experiences oh, with please do. shooting my mouth off about political things that I was not prepared to like okay. debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually a gr- I don't know if we talked about this is a great story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't this is like two years going. ago I was working at Le Bon's, I was doing account management and so uh, I was meeting with a client at a property like a high end property in like Car- Carmel Valley area like up north and uh, this I mean these are like $1.5 million homes like super nice property and I was meeting with, like, the board president. So this guy was, like, in his 60s, like, really, like, no BS kind of guy. Just, like, straight to the point. Like, yeah. super rigid. Um, and, like, he was – I had known him to be the probably, like, one of my more difficult clients. Like, hard to work with, right? And so um, from day one, he was hard to, like, please and understand and like, and talk with. So uh, we had one of our week, one of our monthly meetings, and it was right during uh, – I think it was during, like, the election or some debate going on. 
and um yeah it was during the election wow so this is four years ago mm. cow. <laughs> this is so Damn. embarrassing dude um <coughs> and um somehow dude we, we just started talking about like the debates and the kind of what uh stuff that you know trump was supporting for and like lobbying for and what clinton was and without even thinking about it uh i just bully said like I support Trump and I like and I vote on Trump and like here's why kind of thing, and he just looked at me with like complete disgust oh. and like, dude, he went off on me for probably five minutes, like pointing his finger in my chest. Wow. And keep in mind, I'm a 21, 20, 20 year, yeah, twenty one year old kid. Yeah. And this guy's in his sixties, so <laughs> what, you know, like three times my age, and he just like goes off on me, like I got destroyed, like I, I had nothing to say, like, and I was very, very, like, I shouldn't have said anything because that wasn't like. What's the word? I don't know. It wasn't like my, my like my uh, my dog wasn't in the fight. I I like had nothing to back. I was not prepared for that. And right. dude, he just put me in my place quickly. So embarrassing. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got me good, dude. As you brought up the political example of like being like you know knowledgeable about what you're talking about, I was like, yeah, oh, that's a great example. So he was already a customer, or he yeah, was yeah. a prospective well, I mean, customer. Uh, yeah, we kept him. We didn't lose the account. Don't okay, worry. Okay, good. I, I was wondering. I about salvaged that. it, but uh, <laughs> it was bad, dude. It was like a big deal. I mean, it, it like walked. He he like full on was like, I cannot believe like you and your family would. I'm I'm appalled by this. Like blah blah. Wow. I was like, whoa, that's whoa, nice. buddy. I'm just trying to make small talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not a good opener. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Okay. Well, not funny, but looking back at it. Yeah, it's funny for sure. Uh, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, so I think I've beat around the bush a little bit, but I want to focus in on and kind of just cut to the chase a little bit because I think the main thing here is that uh, practice what you preach, preach what you practice. You can say either way. They both make sense and both are good things uh, to do and both good ideals to live up to, good principles to follow in life. I think the main thing I wanted to focus on here and really my only point here um, is uh, is really about this whole idea of an ideal, right? So maybe instead of starting with an ideal of here's what I'm preaching to others, here's the advice that I give, here's the opinions that I have, and then trying to live up to it, um, maybe we should start with reality, right? Maybe start only start with the things that we've experienced, the, the promises that we've kept, um, and basically starting uh, from personally. And, you know, I've been... Um, I was talking with a couple of people and uh, so this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, recently in the whole like kind of online marketing entrepreneurial oh, here we go. world, here <laughs> we go. Uh, there's been a lot of basically posers exposed for being fake and faking their numbers and uh, supposed, you know, like gurus and successful people actually have no success of their own, but they're just out there, you know, wheeling and dealing advice all day long to other people about what they should do. And it ends up not being that successful or even the right advice. Um, so there's been a lot of people calling them out, getting exposed, a lot of negative press. There's even whole YouTube and Instagram accounts, uh, who are like act as like investigators called, actually there's one really good one called baller busters on Instagram. If you want to look them up, it's really funny. He just calls up people and he goes all the way back through like tax records and things people say. And a lot of people just being exposed for, uh, for doing the wrong thing. Anyways, it started this conversation online about um, how or what's the best way to give its advice, especially in the context of business, right? Because money is a really, uh, it's a really sensitive topic, right? Of like when you're dealing with other people's money and your money, the advice you give to someone could make them more money or they could lose their money, right? So it's important what you tell them. And kind of the, the place that a lot of people landed on was uh, instead of saying, hey, I think that you should do this 
only talking about from a place from experience of, hey, here's what worked for me, and here's some ideas I have for you, but this is purely from my experience, and here's what what has worked for me, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because what, what, what can happen is when someone um, has their own experience, whether it's uh, true or not, whether they're a poser or, or they're real, when you say, here's what I think that you should do, you're making all sorts of assumptions and biases, and you're making all sorts of basically things that you already have in mm-hmm. your mind and just like putting that on someone when it might not be what's actually right for mm-hmm. them. But when you say, Hey, here's what's worked for me, then someone can say, okay, cool. Well, I'm not like that. Or this is how my situation mm-hmm. is different. Or here's where, where my experience is a little bit uh, better or unique in some other way. And they can pick and basically learn from you instead of just, again, regurgitating or just going and practicing blindly. Yeah. yeah that's a good reminder. That even reminds me of, um, like Mark Bailey, a uh, man that I meet with a lot. And I often will go to him with like, hey man, like, you know, here's some opportunity in front of me or like, here's whatever, like, what should I do? Uh, and he has never once told me what to do. And mm. at first it like drove me crazy. And we would meet <laughs> yeah. together, have lunch. And he'd always he's just, he'd always, he's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he'd always just laugh and he'd be like, Jeremy, like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like, this yeah. is up to you. And at first it drove me nuts. And like the more and more I got to spend time with him, I like, really admire him for that because it's, it's caused me to like really, you know, think for myself and kind of like you said, like not like really portray anything like on me, but it's like I get to hear what he has to say, hear his mm-hmm. thoughts, and then for, like for me to make the decision. And so I think with anything, like whether you are, even if you're like super not like with, so with in those situations, like most of the time I'm going to him about like finance advice or business advice, you know, two areas he's done really well with. And so he's like an expert per se, right? But he's still not going to really tell me what to do. He's going to give me his thoughts, his advice. And so I think really in time, like, it's just a good reminder. Like if you're giving someone your, your thoughts, like just make it your thoughts. Don't, yeah. don't make it their thoughts, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this is something for sure that, uh, we've probably, and probably will continue to fall victim to sometimes, um, of just being very like prescriptive sometimes. But for example, let's say, um, you know, someone came to me or even you came to me and said, Hey man, I'm really struggling with my devotions. And, uh, you might not know what's going on with me, but you might, uh, you you wouldn't maybe wouldn't know that I'm also struggling with my devotions. Uh, I would have guessed. And so, <laughs> <laughs> got Dang, me. you got me. Yeah. Um, uh, but if I just took the, kind of the you know uh, practice what you preach and and kind of just you know tried to give them the right advice, I'd say, oh well, dude, you know just um, set a time in the morning and make sure you do it every day. It's really important. Kind of just reminded him of like or reminded you of uh, hey, this is a really important thing that you should do, and here's mm-hmm. what the Bible says about it. Um, and, but it might not actually be that helpful, right? Mm. You would, you probably wouldn't go back, change, and have a whole revelation oh, about. Like, oh, babe, Corey gave me such good advice. I've never heard this before. He told do me it. to. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, no, it's not that helpful. But if I told you, hey, man, like that's I, I struggle with that too, um, and I have before. Here's some things that help me. Um, it might not help for you, but I would encourage you to go find and experiment with some ways that might help you in the future. Because here's what worked for me, and here's what my experience has been like. Mm. Right now, you can take something from that regardless of you don't even have to be right or wrong. If you just tell someone, here's what my experience has been, here's what I've gone through. Here's the thing that I'm, I've learned. You are completely free of any guilt about uh, whether your advice was good or bad, mm-hmm. right or wrong. As long as you give um, your experience, someone can do it and, and take from that what they want to. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know about for, but for you, but for me, like when I am like listening to someone give me advice, when it comes off of like, 
well, here's what I've done. Like here, you know, here's like my experience, like, you know, kind of take it or leave it or not. Yeah. I mean, just kind of hearing it from like that perspective right. of like, here's how I've done it. I'm like way more inclined to want to like receive it and do it. than mm-hmm. when someone's like, oh yeah, do it this way. Like I'm like, eh, like, well, chill out a little and bit. Like, and you're like, why? Yeah. Like it's, you know, yeah, I think so. That's, that's a really good reminder of like, I think for myself, like giving it like my thoughts or like, um, or advice, like to do it more of a way of like, well, here's what, what has worked for me, you know? Cause I think it, again, it puts it, I think it puts it like back on the person, but like on them in a sense that they get to hear what I have to say and like interpret it for themselves versus mm-hmm. me saying, do it this way, you know? Cause it's, I don't know. No one, I think few people like that approach. Yeah. And the, the third option there is that you could say, yeah, I really suck with at that too. Mm-hmm. Like you want to, I don't know, try to help each other with this or experiment or explore together. Like it's, um, you know, why don't we, why don't we try to figure this out together instead of alone? And then like, now you have someone to help you. Like you might not have the answers, but at least you're providing like personal help and you're there for that person. Yeah, I agree. You don't have to always mm-hmm. give advice. Um, maybe to wrap this up really quick, I just want to read a couple of verses really quickly. Um, maybe kind of summarizes this idea a little bit, but James one twenty two says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. You know, and again, I think that a lot of us can get caught up in, um, we go to church, we hear the sermons, maybe we regurgitate or try to, you know, sort of replicate uh, the same words and advice to other people. But unless we're actually living that out, they're going to be empty words, right? You don't want to deceive yourself. John 14, 23 says, uh, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. He didn't say anyone who loves me will go and say the same things that I have to others. He said, no, obey my teaching. Like it has to start with you and then from you and your experience, then you can mm-hmm. uh, give those same words of advice and th- those same teachings. Um, uh, what's another one? Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, right? He didn't say everyone who hears this, the words of mine and then tells it to someone else. He said, who puts it into practice. Yep. Um Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teachings show integrity and dignity. That's Titus 2.7, right? So first, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works and then in your teaching show integrity and dignity. Good. Fire. Cool. Okay. Uh, hopefully that, that was clear because, again, the whole practice what you preach and then preach what you practice can get a little confusing here. Um, but anyways, I, I think to summarize here, uh, only give advice on something you've maybe personally experienced or at least focus your advice on your own personal experience, mm-hmm. um, not on being very prescriptive. Here's what I think that you should do. Say, here's what I've done. Or if I were yeah. in, your sh- in your shoes, here's maybe how I would approach it. Um, and then for any- anything else, you know, point back to the Bible or other kind of biblical resources like books or podcasts or, or even pastors, right? Um, build your network of, of mentors right, who, who can tell you those things and who can... Uh, preach from their practice, right? Who can, who have actually gone and, and done the work before you. Um, and then the last thought here I just had was uh, live a life worthy of being able to help others from your experience and expertise, not based on what you've heard from others or only know secondhand, yeah. right? I mean, again, when you tell someone, uh, when you try to tell something to someone, you advise, help them in some way, it is a lot more effective when you have, uh, when you speak from experience. Mm. Good man, good stuff. Damn, just going straight through. Just, yeah, dude. Just trying to spit fire. Okay, how'd we do? Thirty minutes on the dot. Dang, we're getting good at this. Yeah, we are. Okay. Are we still recording? We are. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs>
thought you were done. Oh, cool. no. Yeah, well, well, not for very much longer. Um, if you liked this, please subscribe. Uh, send it to a friend. Um, share on, on social media. On. Yeah, yeah, go. Actually, do that. Go, Actually, yeah, do it. Go subscribe. Do a review. Share with a friend. You know what? I should back up here for a second. Something that I've actually been recently doing is I've been uh, sharing on social media some podcast episodes that I like on Twitter, mainly because that's where I I hang out with my tech nerd friends. Um, And uh, interestingly, it it works a lot and it's helpful to a lot of people. Mm. Um, One one of my favorite things was like sharing books with people, podcasts with people. So if you like our podcast, please consider sharing it with someone else. and you Ooh. can talk about your experience with our podcast. I'm going to give a shout out to Nick Loudon. Nice. Nicholas, I don't know if you're listening. Shout but out he's to been Nick. telling me recently, like, dude, I've been listening to you guys' podcast recently again. And I, I don't know. I feel like when I listen to you guys speak, like, I don't see you guys a lot, but it makes me feel close to you guys again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude, that warms my heart. That is So, Nick, heart. if you're out there and you're listening, we love you. Shout out to Nicholas. Nicholas yeah, Loudon. Dude. Okay. Well, until the next one. Bada be, be, pop. Bye.